and welcome to the Marvelous Post-Blip Podcast, a podcast on all things Marvel on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirl-S. I'm Steve. <laughs> and I'm Avenger Dave. Today we're talking about episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, titled The Star-Spangled Man. It's written by Malcolm Spellman and directed by Carrie Scogland. Okay, guys, initial reactions, because... I was like watching this and I'm like, yeah, that's great. Ha ha. And then I'm like, I need to know what everybody thinks. So (laughs) Steve, what was your initial reaction to this episode? Well, I enjoyed it immensely. There was a lot of effort put in to trying to make John Walker more likable almost. And then of course we get the bomb dropped about Isaiah, which I did not expect, but was awesome. And I thought the scene between Sam and Bucky at the police station with the <laughs> psychiatrist was was good. That had a lot of emotional impact. So all in all, it was a really good episode. Dang. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I read a lot of online criticism like, oh, it's not as good as the first. Like, ah, get over it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what are you going to do? Two out of six and, and you're going to bitch about that? I know we're not doing ratings, but I, I still thought about it. If we were doing ratings, I would have given four out of five tree smashing buckies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like this one. The humor that they had kind of going back and forth and mm. the little snarky behavior between Bucky and Sam. Yeah. And I understand what you're saying, Steve, how they're trying to make John Walker a little bit more likable. But unless it's Johnny Walker in a bottle, I'm not <laughs> liking him. I'm just saying. <laughs> I will tell you, I felt like he was even more punchable then stay out of my way and i'm like oh oh yeah like right there i'm like nope nope yeah he had two two lines that almost completely eliminated all the good stuff that was that had happened and that was one of them and then the other one about sam being his sidekick was the other one it was just like no okay you're just i like what you've done in the past but hey you're just not superhero material i don't think (laughs) yeah I did enjoy it, but as I was telling the guys before we started this, oh my gosh, we only have four more episodes, and I feel like this rabbit hole is getting super deep all of a sudden. It's like, I'm going to end up in Wonderland before I read everything that came out of this episode. So... I did like it, though. It's just like it has so many things that like, wait, what's that? Holy cow. What's going on? Wait, what? So I feel like they're definitely opening up to really show people that there's way more like in the comics. And I'm hoping to get somebody to join us who maybe have read a lot more of these comics than we have where they can maybe give us a little bit more insight. But I am definitely like thumbs up so far. So that being said, why don't we jump into some actual show uh pass the baton to steve for this john walker is named captain america and sam and bucky team up against the rebel group the flag smashers (laughs) the episode opens with a new um the new face that ended the premiere john walker which is great but actually it opened up with uh, a zipper being pulled down (laughs) and i go and i'm i was looking forward to sharon carter yes being in this and i think oh sharon you fox what are you what are you doing (laughs) and it turns out to be a garment bag oh i'm just my usual so instant egg cell (laughs) expecting it oh well (laughs) the dress and army fatigues 
Walker, he stands in the in the locker room of his former high school, ruminating on his glory days. He's prepared to make his debut as the new Captain America with his understandable jitters. Everybody in the world expects me to be something. I know that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I don't want to fail them. No pressure, dude. Especially without <laughs> anyone that doesn't have superpowers. Yeah. Then his wife comes in to convince him, just be yourself. You'll be able to step into shield with ease. She knows because she used to sneak in to see him. Just before all the games or whatever. Yeah. He was playing football, apparently. And so then uh, <laughs> the handoff to Walker's friend, Lamar Hoskins, is the next to come in. He gripes about wanting to do just to do his job. And he goes, this is the job. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new job. He says that Walker can no longer punch his way out of any situation. Makes you wonder what kind of guy he was in high school. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and able to get his friend prepared to go to work. The usual Marvel Studios opening credits were replaced by the drumline and accompanying marching band. I loved the marching band. That was so yes. fun. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I, and I loved the music, too. But I, I have to say, I was taken aback. I, I think that was the first time that the Marvel Studios credits was replaced. Yeah, I music, think so. At least that I know of. Yep. You know, honestly, I didn't even realize that it was replaced. I was just kind of in the moment watching it. I'm like, oh, I like this. This is cool. I'm like, it is very fun. You know, like getting into it. And then, yeah, it almost didn't. Not until you said it, like now it's like, oh yeah, it wasn't even there. Yeah, usually yeah. You have the ripple of the pages, right? Like it's a comic. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Throws another curveball. <laughs> <laughs> so that joyous melody's going on, and the new cap comes running out, and he's signing dolls. And I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if that's available on Entertainment Earth yet. <laughs> <laughs> He makes his appearance out on the field. He launches into an interview with Good Morning America. With uh, That's Sarah Haynes from The View. So that's two ABC properties that we see there. And, of course, Disney owns. Right. A- I was a- looking at a- that woman going, why does she look so familiar? <laughs> I don't know why they didn't get somebody from Good Morning America. Maybe exactly. there's too much of a crossover. Who knows? So anyway, the an- anchor launches into Walker's resume, revealing he's the first person in American history to receive three medals of honor, a counter-terrorism superstar with a body at the peak of his physical fitness. Actually, three medals of honor? Yeah. <laughs> Usually, uh, after the first one, no offense, <laughs> you could well be dead, but three? Yeah. How did you manage to survive that kind of heroism? Wow. And he's not supposed to have any powers? Right. Mm-hmm. And then oh, going uh, back to what his friend said, that you can't punch your way out of it, it's like, hmm, mm. what have you been doing? You know, there was something I read about his friend, Hoskins, right. who uh-huh. goes on, uh, he's in the comic books too. In the comic books, that guy would set up heroic missions for the new Captain America or a U.S. agent just to make him look good. It made me wonder, whoa, did they set up Medal of Honor exploits so he could just come out with a medal and they, they weren't real either? Right. Oh. I don't know. Oh I don't know. That was just, just a leap from me. Yeah. Anyway, as we see footage of him impressively wielding the, the uh, famous shield, he contests that he doesn't have extraordinary intelligence or even super strength. He he discusses his predators saying that he's always admired Steve Rogers and his ability to make people feel safe. Yeah. Steve was a good guy and you suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so funny if the single guy in the audience yelled that out, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably been tackled by, like, agents and everything. <laughs> probably. But now you can see that happening. And as all of this is going on, apparently we get to have Sam having to deal with this, which I can't deal with this, and I'm not the one that it's affecting. So I can totally see Sam having 
a mild mental breakdown. <laughs> and what do we get him doing? Well, instead, he ends up having Torres like set up a mission, I guess, because he meets him in a hangar and they're ready to take off for a terrorist to. I'm sorry. Well, he's got some intel. Yes. Intel. I'm like, what's the word I'm looking for here? They're ready to take off to take on the terrorist group flag smashers. There we go. But they don't get very far because they're stopped by Bucky, who is not doing great because we've seen him watching Walker's interview. Yeah. <laughs> on the floor. Yeah. Like, didn't he have a blanket around him? I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. I, I just love his gonna... pissed off face. He just got the head tilt. It's like, you can almost hear him grumble. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you had that happen because everywhere Sam was walking in the hangar, there were pictures of cap is back and right. like these posters and it's like all right sam is trying to do his job as i guess he's a government contractor yeah and like he sees this and what kind of slap in the face is it over and over and over i know it and was i'm so mad but then bucky's there complaining about why'd you give the shield up you know it's wrong he gave it to you what are you doing and of course sam's like all right you know what i'm trying to compartmentalize and Hey, yeah, thanks for, for coming here and telling me all about what I should do and what's right and what's wrong. And thanks. Maybe you should leave. I got stuff to do. And oh my God, this conversation with these two. I love this because it just got where you can argue with your friend and then just turn on a dime. Because when flag smashers are mentioned, all of a sudden Bucky's like, hmm, flag smashers, you say. And it's like, yeah, listen, I'm going to Munich to find out what, what this group is doing, because obviously it falls under the, one of the big three. What's the big three, you ask? <laughs> Android, aliens, wizard, and Bucky. Oh my God, Bucky. There are no wizards. And the, that whole back and forth, well, uh, Dr. Strange, he's a sorcerer. Which is a wizard without a hat. <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing because I can't even say it. And, and I love that Bucky looks at him. It's like, what? And the, the whole thing with Gandalf. Yeah. He's like, oh, so you've read, read uh, what is it, Tolkien? He's like, yeah, I read yeah, it back in 19, what, 39? Yeah, when so, it whatever. first came out. When it yeah. first came out, it's like. <laughs> I had been reading earlier, there was only 1,500 copy, copies circulating around the globe at that time. So for him to get his hand on it was pretty, pretty good. Yep. I just couldn't believe it. I'm just like, what is this conversation? <laughs> the big three. And then the fact that that comes up later, it's like, what? Is this a thing now? Like, oh my God. Okay. I kind of feel like we should have heard that in our last post blip show, but. <laughs> Anyway, Bucky is like, well, I guess I'm coming with you. And Sam's like, no, you're not. It's like, cut to the play and guess who's with him? Yeah. <laughs> and they're just staring at each other. It's like, oh, my God, you guys, seriously. The stare off, it just, it gets more and more hilarious as it goes. Because it looks like they're chewing glass, right? And Bucky, of course, is criticizing Sam. You don't have a plan. It's like, of course I have a plan, Buck. It's like, no, no, you don't get to call me that. <laughs> But Steve called you that. You're not Steve. It's like, hmm. okay, calm down. And then Sam's like, enjoy your flight. And he jumps out of the plane. And right then, I'm like, come on. Captain America jumped out of the plane way higher, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what's going to happen? First, we get, where's the parachute? Oh, we're too low. It won't work. All right. I don't need it anyway. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get superhero landing, right? Right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> we got something way better. <laughs> I sound like a horrible person as I'm saying this. I know I sound like a horrible person, but it was hilarious watching him fall through the tree. Yeah. <laughs> He's and getting it all on camera, too. Yes. I'm to saying, bracing as he's going down. <laughs> and when he's just laying there, and yeah, I love it. Sam's like, 
Yeah, I got all that on video. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> These two, it's like, oh my god, I just love the back and forth. I can't help it. But we finally get to arrive at the warehouse. Apparently, it didn't hurt too bad falling through all those trees. Yeah, he's got the super soldier serum. Yep. Yeah, he recovered. He's fine. Bucky's like, I see a path. I'm taking it. And Sam's like, uh, we're not assassins. I'm thinking, hello, did you not just have to go over the three rules like last episode? Yes. <laughs> I'm no longer mm-hmm. the winter soldier. But they go in and they're still just nitpicking at each other. <laughs> yes, they are. Like an old married couple. Like, I can't believe you wore that. Yeah, that's like what I'm feeling, like back and forth. And it's like, all right, I'm going to take them. There's only two. And Sam's like, really? Really? There's only two. Yeah. Is that what you see? I'm like, oh, good God, Sam. I but swear. If, six. <laughs> yes. If Steve was there, he'd have to be like, all right, you know what? Back up, back up into your corners. But we want to find out where these trucks are going. And at first I'm thinking, all right, these people are just strong. And then you see that one person lift up like two giant pallets of stuff. I'm like, oh, a little more than just strong. Yeah. Okay. And Sam managed to discover that there's a hostage aboard one of the trucks. So they thought. Leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Like, leave it at that. Bucky ends up, and this is where we had questions. He is running and like ends up jumping onto the first truck. I'm thinking, why wouldn't you just go into the truck where they're not going to see you first? Yeah, I know. <laughs> because he's in full view of the second truck. And yeah. the second truck's not doing anything? I guess that's what the one they recorded or saw that they had the hostage in. I guess. That's why he chose that one. He can run fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On your left. But he opens yeah. it up and he's like, oh, there's vaccines in here. I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're not bad guys. But then again, maybe there's two in the vaccines that are supposed to go somewhere. So they are bad guys. Right. So I was on the fence with that. But also, I have the hostage who like peeks around and then she has like that creepy, like serial killer Joker smile. Yeah, I'm like, gotcha. oh, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> no. <laughs> And suddenly, Bucky is flying out that back door. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Because Bucky got a beat down. And the girl got to smash Red Wing, which I loved it because Bucky's being held by two other enhanced soldiers. And this girl, like, smashes Red Wing to hell. And he's just like, you know, I've wanted to do that. Yeah. That and made me I think thought- uh, that he, I hope you uploaded that video of Bucky crashing through <laughs> yes. the trees to the, to the cloud because you don't want to lose that. But Right when we think the worst may happen because Sam and Bucky are both in tight spot, all of a sudden we see the familiar shield come to save the day, which just kind of pissed me off. Because not that he was there, but the attitude that came with it. Because he does not have Steve's attitude. No. And I don't mean you, Steve. But yeah, yeah, he doesn't have have your attitude either. But he doesn't have our cap attitude. And because of this, I think this was a big deal, not just last week, that not my cap hashtag is going crazy on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like this, this episode made it like even worse, I think. Yeah. And as not Cap and his crew face <laughs> down the flag smashers, Sam saves Bucky from becoming roadkill. And actually Cap does save his crew by using the shield. That was cool. Yeah, it was, but it put him in a heck of a predicament. Yeah, where's my shield? Oh, How exactly Hoskins. is he able to take on so many having no power? Where, got the shield. Yeah, that was okay, what... But Bucky had power and he still... Wasn't, wasn't able to handle all of them, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> although it was some great stunt work, yes. especially when Bucky's like hanging under the truck. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. And Sam, yeah, and Sam flies under ass. the second one. 
one and under both of them basically to catch him. <laughs> I just love it when Sam's like, you're getting your ass kicked by that little girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying that dynamic is great right now, even yeah. when they're like mad at each other. And of course, they end up lying in a field out of the action. That was cute. Yes, it was. <laughs> and they realize that the entire crew that they faced down were super soldiers. So yeah, you guys are kind of outnumbered and outpowered. Yeah. Is that why you think they weren't in a hurry to catch up? Because yes. Bucky could have ran and he could have flown. Catch up, help out. Right. No, they, they knew they were outgunned in this uh, situation. They're rolling off in the distance in a truck and Carly just standing there. Coming? No? Okay. Looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Cap gets that power firsthand when Carly throws him off the truck with ease. He's just barely hanging on. Yeah. And he joins back up with Huskins and <laughs> we see Sam and Bucky just kind of walking along the road, just kind of chit-chatting, trying to figure out how they're going to be able to deal with these people because they're outpowered. And of course, the Jeep that Cap and his guy are in pull up, say it's 20 miles. You want to ride? I'm trying to figure out how they got ahead of them because they're walking and well, they waited for the ride. Yeah, they're waiting for the ride. You know, they must have set it up with Germans because fighting in Germany and that's a German soldier, even though his name's Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a German truck with a German soldier in it, and they're of course they're in NATO too, so they must have just radioed or whatever. It's eh, I don't know what happened to their helicopter. You know, I didn't just circle back and pick him up, but they picked him up in a truck instead. That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. So as much as the two refuse to acknowledge the new cap, they begrudgingly accept a ride from him. And the quartet discusses the Flag Smashers want to return the world back to post-blip society. Not good. Of course, Walker and Hoskins reveal that they were brought in by the government to help deal with the violent revolutionaries. And of course, when Hoskins mentions Battlestar, Bucky checks out. (laughs) That was great. That's it. I'm done. Yep. No more. And Walker insists he's not here to replace their friend, but would appreciate having his wingman by his side and see you later, Sam. Yeah. That not, no, mm -mm, wrong thing to say. Yeah. That's always how it starts. Yeah. I'm I'm the number two. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) So both of them are out of the Jeep and would rather walk than to listen to this crap. I didn't believe that, like, that he's just like, hey, I can use a wingman. It's like, what? First of all, you got your guy right next to you. Right. (laughs) Why didn't he speak up? I kind of wanted him to look like, the hell are you saying? Yeah. (laughs) And on top of that, when he's like, does he always stare when Bucky's just giving him that, like, hard look? Yeah, yeah, you get used to it. I just couldn't believe that that even came out of his mouth. It's like, you know full well that he just turned in that shield. Right. And there's probably a lot of things going through Sam's head. Yep. And Maybe. you even talking to him is probably making him want to punch you dead in the mouth. <laughs> Maybe he really is a D-I-C-K. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not liking this dude so far. So, we cut to a shady alley, my favorite kind, <laughs> as Carly and the Flag Smashers get taken in by an excitable German man. Why was he excitable? Mr. Enthusiastic, so happy for you guys to be here. Yes. <laughs> calm, right? Calm down. <laughs> he exclaims that the people are falling more and more in line with the new group of freedom. 
fighters. At least half of them, I would think, because the other half would want them to go to hell. Right. As the group gets settled in, Carly receives two threatening texts from an unknown number that reads, you took what was mine and I'm going to find you and kill you. I'm glad I never oh. got that text. That's yeah. pretty straightforward. <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> New phone. So, she didn't share that with anybody, though, so it makes me wonder who sent that text. You guys right. got any ideas? Well, most of the theories that are flying around think it's Power Broker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, that's mentioned. Yeah. So I assumed it's him. But she was obviously at the bank heist. But was the guy who actually came out of the window at the bank heist? I mean, from the <laughs> bank heist, like there with her. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I went to IMDB to identify the guy and see who's who. I couldn't pin it down, but I just wonder if they left him behind and now he's pissed. Yeah, could be. Could very well be. And he's got super soldier serum in him, so yeah, he could kill you, I suppose. Yep. (laughs) But it would make sense that it's Power Broker too, I guess. Anyway, she tells the soldiers at the Global Reparation Council that has been set up to reestablish people who have been blipped out, left those behind, who are survived behind. But with the cries of one world, one people, they gear for what to come next. But it's still a little weird. She didn't share that information with her people, which makes me wonder if right. it really is one of their former soldiers, you know, that got left behind, taking all that cash. <laughs> well, maybe she's like, okay, they're just after me so I can save the rest of them somehow i don't know well so if she can't be trusted how do we know uh, she's not going to sacrifice one of them too right oh, that's true and i have to say she was a little bit rude because our super happy <laughs> german guy was like we made you food we made this with like the finest chicken livers which yeah. i mean right <laughs> I there i was kind of turned hey. off but she's like oh we're here you guys yeah. eat <laughs> give it to somebody else i'm not touching it's this like stuff. passing it around it's like that kind of rude i'm sorry this guy's like super excited that you're there and is like hiding you and and you're like okay we're not eating this can we order pizza right now could it been possible that the guy in the first episode that came out of the bank with the money Mm -hmm. was actually power broker and because he handed it off to two people instead of them meeting back up with him to basically pay for their serum they just took the money and the serum well why not because i don't see a credit for a power broker so right. why not keep that a secret, secret. yeah right? yeah absolutely steve mm. you're so smart <laughs> these are very interesting <laughs> theories there's so many theories out there like rabbit hole i'm telling you you're gonna go down 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 <laughs> let's jump back to bucky and sam because bucky wants nothing to do with these idiots he wants the shield back and we can just take it ourselves and i love it because sam's like we're not stealing the shield <laughs> like dude slow down and he's like we can do this by ourselves it's like uh, did you not count how many of these bad guys had powers like you? Right. It's mm. We're outnumbered, guy. And he's like, there may be another way. And when he said that, I'm like, what? Exactly. Like, piqued my interest. And they end up in Baltimore. And they go to meet a guy named Isaiah Bradley. And Bucky, I love it. It's like, uh, yeah, we have a history from a skirmish in Korea. Really? A skirmish in Korea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, some great gets, history. Great Marvel yeah. history. Yes. Yeah, turns out that he was the only person who was able to take down the Winter Soldier. Didn't kill him, but obviously, but still took a chunk of out of him. Yeah, half his arm, apparently. Yeah, and it was just really interesting when we get them in there talking to him. Bucky's like, 
I'm not the killer I was before. And Isaiah responds, you think you can wake up one day and decide who you want to be? It doesn't work like that. And I I got chills because I'm like, oh, I have a feeling he's bitter. But I have a feeling that like this guy had been like super betrayed. And then we find out, yes, because after the war where Captain America is getting parades and Bucky's getting rehab basically after everything. And Isaiah got put in jail for 30 years and repeatedly tested and experimented on. And if you go deeper, which I know there was articles, Dave, you shared one. Right. What was the book? Red, White and Black, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That explains Isaiah's background yeah. and how similar it was to like Tuskegee the syphilis experiment right and what they did and just like how they treated this man and that he was like the first black captain america and it was just like holy crap how do we not know any of this yeah and we find out more because when isaiah throws something into the wall they're like all right we probably should leave he's probably bitter too that he aged and bucky looks all cute still yeah (laughs) bucky kept getting put on ice though yeah but it does make me wonder because steve i thought the whole point of him having a normal life and aging was because he somehow had the serum taken out of him i wonder if all the experimentation made isaiah age maybe they ruined his life for that oh yeah very possibly Uh, most likely actually i hope we get to see this character again actually yes i hope so just to make me feel better which is of course ridiculous but (laughs) i want more information on him and i have a feeling it's going to be really hard to find that comic book because it was i don't even know was it like 2004 or something it said it came out that was it four six and I guess that was Eli Bradley at the door. Yes. Okay. That's cool, too, because Eli Bradley's part of the Young Avengers. Right. Which is pretty cool. I guess he had come in contact or experimented with, you know, a genetic X-Men or type of deal. And he, he got power through that. And But he was hurt so badly that Isaiah saved him by giving him a blood transfusion. Right. Which gave him full-blown powers. Yes. Yeah. And a member of the Young Avengers, of which he eventually handed off to somebody else. Yep. That's interesting. Nope. Yeah. I mean, trying to set it up just, you know, a little bit without us knowing too much. I, because I wonder, we know Young Avengers is coming. They're already yeah, I guess so. There's certainly plenty of them seated uh, throughout the movies and, and comics and TV coming up. Right. Yep. So but they didn't credit, so credit him as such. So uh, so he, we're not, we don't know for sure. But why not? I mean, not all the uh, hints are, are in your face. A lot of them are pretty subtle. But I'd like to see it. Right. But, but I love that when they leave, Sam is like so outraged that he didn't know about Isaiah. He's like, why did, didn't anybody tell us what's going on? Why has this been a secret? And Bucky has to say, nobody knows. Yes, like nobody in know. now. Yeah, I kept it a secret because he's been through so much. And I'm wondering yeah. if Bucky had told Steve if things would have been different, although it wouldn't have covered 30 years of him being jailed. But maybe things may have changed a little bit. Right. But we have the, the couple getting the couple (laughs) getting interrupted (laughs) by cop who immediately start asking sam for id and is he bothering you sir talking to bucky and a little bit bucky's like what the hell is wrong with you people do you know who this is right yeah they racial profiled big time oh my god and honestly i half expected because when they had come into the neighborhood walking like the kid 
stops. Yeah. Like, oh, you're Black Falcon. <laughs> and, you know, that whole kind of back and forth there. He's like, it's just Falcon. But then Bucky happens to be the one who gets arrested for missing right. a therapy session. Like, I kind of thought the kid was going to, like, pipe up and be like, what? How did you do that, Falcon? Like, yeah. But it was like such a serious moment. And I believe it had to be in there personally because of everything that just happened in the world in reality and to show how different it is for Isaiah, too. So it was I don't want to just say eye opening because we've been seeing this for a while and we've been seeing how how bad things can be. But. I think the fact that Marvel's actually putting it into the show was like really good that they're realizing that a lot of stuff had has changed and they're trying to show what Marvel used to be about. Like, and that doesn't seem to make sense like when I say that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it was like the superheroes were always supposed to be fighting against what was wrong. Right. And then they're showing that even the people who are in charge of the superheroes, even though we know Hydra was in a lot of it, like, they're still doing wrong, too. Right. So that's yeah. why I think this was really important. And I think it's going to come back. And I hope this does help bring us into Young Avengers. And maybe Isaiah can, I don't know, be a mentor or something. <laughs> I was like, now that I've kind of depressed everybody. <laughs> so we go to the police station where Sam meets Bucky's therapist, Dr. Rayner, and runs into Walker again. Not only has the not cap busted Bucky out, but he also previously worked with Rayner. That Mm. can't be good. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of an eye-opener that she was once in the military. Right, and special ops, no less. Yeah. Yeah, worked with him again. Now I'm starting to wonder if what you said, were they setting up these missions for him? Yeah. It's like, Mm. hmm. And so before they can leave the station, we got to have one final therapy session with Bucky and bringing in Sam as well. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is hilarious. Oh, it was. Couples canceling at his most awkward as she forces them to do a soul gazing exercise. Get closer. Get closer. Get closer. <laughs> I was cracking up because yeah. this was after the seriousness that we just had. This was awkward and funny. It's like, fine, fine. Is this close enough? I'm like, you're going to sit in his lap next? Yeah. What's happening? But even the opportunity to look into each other turns competitive with the staring contest. <laughs> Rainer was not real happy about that. <laughs> I love that blank. What are you doing? (laughs) And the truth begins to finally come out, though. Bucky is angry at Sam for giving up the shield, feeling he threw away Steve's trust and legacy. He feels if Steve was wrong about Sam, then he could be wrong that Bucky has a chance at rehabilitation. That, I think, is super important. Yes, absolutely. Caught me off guard. I thought... Bucky would be so bitter. I thought he was going to exclaim that I should have had the shield all along. Instead, I'm in, I'm just as bad as you are, right, Sam. That's, that's such a twist to me. Yep. Sam rebuts that he did what he thought was right. And he offers that they work together to fight the Flag Smashers, then go their separate ways and never see each other again. Like, Do you th- that's going to happen. Right. <laughs> Do you think that the fact that Bucky finally said that out loud really messed Sam up? I mean, like, made him doubt? I think so. I thought it was Sam's idea. <laughs> it was, wasn't it Sam's idea never to see each other again? Yes. Oh, no, I'm talking about the fact that Bucky said 
Hipsky was wrong uh, about you. He was wrong about me. Oh, yeah. Like, because Sam just kind of stopped and he's like, fine, we just won't see each other again. Like, after we're done with all this. Okay, really? You think it's going to be one mission and out, but okay. But I feel like Sam's like, crap, this man is making me think too much. I don't want, I don't want any of the feels. No. Right. Yeah. Well, both of them are trying not to have feels. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was walking the dogs today and I was thinking about that part. Do a lot of thinking when you walk the dogs and. Captain America. I mean, Steve Rogers is still alive, right? I thought we discussed this. I thought he was still alive. Yeah, I thought still... you guys told me he was dead. Right. Is he dead? Did he die? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I think well, I don't know. Doesn't come he to that say conclusion at the point that they're he's retired? Passed. Yeah. Now, it's possible he didn't because he was there post-blip, the end, the end, yeah, the end of the movie. So, it, I guess it's possible he's still alive. I wonder if they're going to go see him. That. Might put a, a lot of things to rest for them. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, of course, I thought it could I had read something about <laughs> him, Chris Evans, making an appearance. As yeah, there has again, been some rumors so. about that. Yes. Well, they re-signed uh, Chris Evans to uh, a contract for a couple of appearances. Could this be one of them as he's old cap? Right. Old Maybe. Steve. Could be. <sighs> okay. Anyway, outside. <laughs> Sorry. Rabbit hole. Sorry. <laughs> I was just, uh, I, I wasn't sure whether we actually pronounced him dead or not. See, this is what uh, dog walking does to me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, outside Walker and Hoskins make another pitch to Sam and Bucky, saying that the Flag Smashers are looking to deliver the stolen medicine to a refugee camp in Europe. And uh, it was probably a good time to mention the online theory. We discussed this before yes. going on air. The, the theory is that uh, the reason they stole the medicine is because another part of the plan is to somehow infect Europe with a, I don't know, a plague or a pandemic. But since they stole the medicine, they're only going to distribute half of it. So they'll get their wish because the Flag Smashers only want the pre-blip world where only half survived. That's an awesome theory. I don't know who came up with it, but I've heard it making the rounds out there. I'm like, wish I thought of it. Right. (laughs) But Sam turns them down, saying that they're free agents. They don't need to navigate the red tape of authorizations, which really, I don't get that. It says, really, Sam, you work for the Air Force. Right. That's what I thought, too. (laughs) Yeah. And Red Wing government property. Yeah. So how do you make that decision? I I think that's a little bit of I'm still trying to figure out how it's government property. I thought that, I mean, originally it was, but those were broken. So I thought Tony just like kind of redid everything. Well, if he works for the government, it's government property. He did say, he said every time the Air Force in the first episode gets their hands on his broken Red Wing, that they screw Um, it up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he says something about Stark Technologies, like Torres does. So that's why I was like, wait, what? Yeah, Torres tried to grab it. He goes, no, you don't. Every time you you text or the government gets a hold of it, you wreck it. Yeah, okay. I really wish there really was a live Red Wing, like there was in the comics, something that he had a, a psychic communication with, a real bird. Right. Well, well, I hope we see that, too. <laughs> maybe maybe old old Cap will come back and goes, I got you a bird. <laughs> so Walker finally accepts their decision, but warns them, stay the hell out of my way. Once again, being a D-I-C-K. <laughs> Punchable. Punchable. <laughs> I know. This guy doesn't have powers and goes, stay out of my way. Oh, okay. So in, we go back to Slovakia and the Flag Smashers are tipped off that they are going to be caught and as they're loading the supplies onto the plane. One of them offers to stay behind and Carly can only watch as he gets gunned down as they take off. I'm like, man, Sam has had better plans than that. He just drops out of this guy. This guy knocks on a flagpole and then stands and takes bullets like, I don't know, crouch right. or something. Attack so, him. So, you know, yeah, take a few of people out. 
What the hell? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, poor guy. That's the last appearance in the show. Backstage side, Bucky believes the only way forward is, is with uh, Hydra, and he knows the person that has all their secrets. Zemo, which is awesome. <laughs> we hear the classical music and then go to a high security prison as we see a man sitting by himself waiting for his next opponent. And he kind of looks up almost like he had a precognition or ESP something. Right. right? He the, knew, felt some, somebody was coming. <laughs> yeah, a disturbance in the force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I love Daniel Brühl. He is the best. And a great actor. And I, I also love Carl Lumley, who is the voice of John Johns. Yeah. In, uh, so, Holy Crossover, Batman. Yes. He does DC and Marvel properties. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I, and I hope it comes around that we see him again. That'd be awesome. Yep. That was quite the closing for this episode that's for sure mm. and we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season you head over to www.fangirlzone.com and click on the contact link where you will find several ways to contact us via email or through social media as we are everywhere everywhere <laughs> that's not creepy <laughs> 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 Please rate and view us on iTunes, any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us because there are plenty of other Marvel podcasts out there, but we're special. Tell your friends, and I hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. Of course, we're special, Dave. We're marvelous. That's right. <laughs> so, like you said, head over to www.fangirlzone.com. Check out our context page. You will find us at, oh my gosh, everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. A billion different podcast catcher. <laughs> yeah, and we're like so excited to talk to everybody. So for this episode of the Marvelous Post Split Podcast. I'm Steve. It's always that last line. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Avenger Dave. And if that guy's Battlestar, then I'm a Cylon. <laughs> There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat. There is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone.